0: Before we start this week's episode of Just Saying, we'd like to introduce you to R-Riveter. What began as two military spouses armed with a big idea, a sewing machine, and a canvas has grown into a bold movement that provides portable careers to military spouses. To learn more and shop these handcrafted bags, please visit rriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In today's episode, we are going to help you make the most out of an off-site meeting. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, well, welcome back. The point of this podcast is to help you become a more intentional communicator. I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and that's all about being a precise communicator. I also wrote a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus, and that's about being a clear thinker and managing all the distractions around you that really get in your head. And those two books together help you become a way more intentional communicator. And one of the things we talk about in our courses at the Brief Lab is how to run a meeting. And there's a bunch of stuff I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. You can go back and listen to them. They're about how to prepare for a meeting and meeting agenda design and how to make the, how to create momentum after a meeting. and there, there's a bunch of stuff. tools that we've created called brief meeting prep cards, which you can download on our website, on the resources section, all that. But today we're going to talk about off-site meetings. So you have meetings in your, in your building, in your facility or online. And it's time for you to go somewhere else and have a meeting, have an offsite. And for many of us, that's kind of a rarity because for the last few years during a pandemic, there haven't been a lot of offsite meetings. And now we're starting to see a resurgence of them uh, for a number of different reasons. You know, The biggest one is just a different place can give us a different perspective. And it's a unique opportunity to create clarity. Offsite meetings can be a great opportunity to create clarity. And I'm all about it. Um, it's also an opportunity to create stronger connections. And after the be, being away so long from each other and having virtual teams, and you know, I have many people that I know that have team members all over the place. My company, we have people in North Carolina, we have people in, in Dallas, Florida, a concentration in Chicago, Virginia Beach. Um, we even have a person working in Germany for two years. His wife was transferred there and he went along and and he works in Germany. So we have we have a, a disc, and it's having an off-site meeting, bringing people together is a unique opportunity to create connections. What I'm going to talk about today is about how to create clarity. Um, many of the podcasts that I do are inspired by something. and I don't just come out of thin air. Some of them do. But in this one in particular, the facility that I'm at in North Carolina, the Brief Lab in North Carolina, I created... In two, I opened it in 2013. We have a classroom. If you've been here, you know what I'm talking about. We have a beautiful classroom. We have a kitchen. We have like a living area, a lot like a lounge and sofas. We have a big table. It's when people walk in, they're really just amazed. Wow, this is where we're gonna have our class. And the reason I did it was because when I was teaching the the the, the first versions of the brief lab before the book was even written, it was a communication course. Within the special operations community, I was teaching in, on, a, on a on a military base on Fort Bragg and in a, in a conference room that was really uninspiring. It was very cramped. We had 20 people that sat around a big, long table, and there were some, some whiteboards and a, and a TV monitor, and it was just, it, it, there were no windows. It was just not the right place, and in antici- anticipation of the book Brief coming out, I decided I made a fateful decision, a very important decision, to start a business called The Brief Lab, and that that decision was not just giving it a name for the book, but it was more than that. It was to open a place to allow people to go from where they were on a, on a military base to a different location, a different environment. And I, I designed, and if you go on our website, just look at our offices, you'll see the pictures, a space that would create an entirely different environment, really, for an offsite. It was an off-site course. And it worked. It was a big success, and it is till this day. And we've recently um, expanded it so that you now we have lab a lab one classroom and area, and a lab two. So we've two we've two sides so we can accommodate you know two courses at the same time. And and one of the things that's been happening, I'm really excited about it, is is that our military clients on Fort Bragg are asking to come to our facility here to run their off-site meetings. I've actually even had our one of our uh, several of our corporate clients come down from Chicago because where we're located here is very close to Pinehurst, which is one of the top golf destinations in the country. And we had a real estate company come down here with with her entire team and their her marketing organization, and and do their offsite here in, in at the brief lab in North Carolina. Why am I talking about offsites? It's a it's a great opportunity to create clarity, but there's a lot of risk. There's tremendous reward, but there's risks. And one of the things that's inspiring me to do this podcast this morning is that this these people that are starting to rent or use our facility for their offsites, I, I fear, and I think rightly so, that if you have a bad meeting in your organization in your facility, it may just be having the same bad meeting somewhere else, and that's a huge risk for offsites. Yes, the venue is different. Yes, it, it could be really cool, but. Um, we, there's a number of things I think we need to be thinking about when we're approaching an offsite to really do it the right way. And just as background, I over the years have done many, many offsites. I've led them, I've facilitated them, I have participated in them. I've been in um, by the ocean, in the mountains, in the woods, at people's houses, on a horse farm, on a um, loft in the in the West Loop of Chicago. Um, A meeting room by a golf um, course—you name it—I've been there, and and I've seen some great ones, and I've seen some ones that are just not that great. So that's what I want to talk about today. Is when you when you think about this, there's here's kind of like the, the the checklist, and there's there's really five things: where are you going to have it? Who's going to come? How long is it going to last? What's the agenda? In what's the overall experience? When you're having an off-site, just don't say, Well, we're having it this place. Think about the place. Where are you gonna do it? Do people have to drive there? Is transportation an issue? Um, is it is it is it is it a good location? Location matters. Like when we when I built the the brief lab in, in North Carolina, it was because the location was really good, it was attractive. A lot of people live in the area where we have our office, so it was it was close. So for them, it felt like an offsite, but they can go home at night. But you might be doing an offsite in a, in a hotel. Is it too opulent? Is it too rundown? Is it, a, is it just a, a a conference room in a hotel? Could you find a different venue? And there's now with Airbnb, and there's you can find an event planner. Finding the where you can do it can be really important. We had an offsite meeting with our team. Locally here at this really beautiful Airbnb, like it was like a no, it was an Airbnb. It was a it was a bed and breakfast, so a fourteen room hotel. And we just rented the hotel. It was beautiful. We had some people could stay there, and we had um, we converted the, the living room into an area, and then we they had an area that we we converted into a classroom, and we we did like a what was called a semi silent communications retreat, which was really cool. It was right before COVID happened. So where are you gonna have it? Think about that and talk about it. The second thing is who's going to come. You know, in any meeting you have, the attendees become really important. Who's on your guest list? You know, don't you know if you if you if you really think about that, you might be maybe you want to invite you know a different person or have a different perspective. So the the list of people who's going to come become incredibly important. You know, my running joke when I talk about just meeting design is you know if there's a person who's going to be incredibly difficult or hard to deal with that you could perhaps. Uninvite or not invite? Consider that. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but there are there are there are certain people that their presence, unfortunately, would ruin the offsite entirely. Now, if if that's correctable, there's another podcast I've done called Managing Tough Conversations. It's a module in our courses. Maybe you have to have a conversation with a person that they, there's certain things that they do that would really, you know, um, make it difficult for people to make the most out of this offsite. So the attendees could become very give the right mix of people. Um, how long is it going to last? Um, I think that in offsite meetings, giving yourself enough time so it's not all business is really important. I think what people do is they they try to cram. They're overly ambitious, and they try to get way too much done, and they lose some of the the connection of the meeting. There are not enough breaks. Um, it's just there's just way too much stuff to cover. I, I remember. When this client of mine um, would she would she would have her marketing team offsites at her horse farm in Virginia, and they just did it in one day, and the agendas were so packed. It's like we didn't even have a chance to see the horse farm. I mean, I went there probably half a dozen times. I don't think I ever saw any horses, and and, and that's just like okay, well, if you're gonna do it in that destination and you don't see a horse, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, I know it's kind of funny, but. You know, kind of. What's the point? You're trying to cram too much into that time. So, how long should it last? Sometimes, you know, you might want to build in like for this client that came down here to North Carolina. They built in an actual an activity. They went golfing, and and it worked out well. So they were it was some, there was some team building in their soft site. The duration can be really, really important. The next thing is just, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but I'm just going to hit it again, which is the agenda design and. Unlike a regular meeting, an offsite meeting, I want you to look at this like this is more of an event. In generally speaking, when you do offsites, there are a series of meetings. So, so designing the overall flow of the agenda can be really important. Depend if you have a lot of people in an offsite, I would I would highly recommend you know consulting with an event planner. Um, event planners can be really really important because they can take away all of the the burden and worry of, okay, the venue, and they can work on agendas, and they can set up rooms, and they can do all these things to make that offset really impactful for you. So I mean, I've said we, some, sometimes you can do it yourself, but having another perspective, a different set of eyes, of course, the meeting is trying to give you a pers- different perspective, and maybe the planning of the agenda. And I mean the overall, from the time that people arrive to the time that they leave, can be incredibly important. That flow, um, I can tell you the ones that I've been to that have been ineffective, is they're not only too short, but they're it's all business all the time. There are no breaks. People are stuck in the same room. Um, There is it just feels like all right, this is a missed opportunity here. So breaking down, okay, when are people if they're flying in or they're driving? What's what's the commute look like? When do they arrive? You know, do you have breakfast? You know, or, you know, what are the meals, um, are there breaks, um, the designing of the agenda. What are you, in really getting down to some core pieces, like what am I trying to accomplish in this offsite, in listing some of the key objectives. They could be professional, but they could also be personal, knowing what those are. Getting into, well, why is this offsite so important? When you start to lay out the objectives of the offsite, share that with people. As the pre-read for the offsite, so they know what they're they're they're, know what they're getting into. If this is done by design, share that with them. Don't keep it a secret. One of the objectives, for example, is that you do some team building with your teammates, or you diffuse some tension because we've been under stress or whatever. If those could be stated clearly, it could help really everybody understand. Okay, this is the overall intention of the event that you're having. But do some planning and do some discussing. Meet. Perhaps have a meeting, well-designed meeting, to design the agenda for the offsite with a couple of key people, maybe the event, event planner. Don't just rush to do that. Give yourself, like I did the podcast on permission to pause, give yourself a chance to pause, stop, and think about what do we really need to get done in this time together because it's a real great opportunity. It can be, or it can be squandered. And I see many people it because they don't do They don't design a good agenda, so take care to do that. And don't be, one last thought, too ambitious. People can just try to cram way too much in, just make sure that agenda is realistic, giving people a chance to talk, talk with each other, take breaks, process, even quiet time. Like we did this semi-silent retreat. We built in times of quiet. It was a very powerful dimension of that event, and I designed it that way. And the final thing I want to talk about is the experiences. What's the overall experience that you're trying to create in the offsite? What is it going to feel like? Start to think about that. Okay, because these things, if, if, if done well, can really create a powerful moment for people to be in a different place, a different perspective, and see things differently, fundamentally, seem differently. So that's my take on making the most out of an offsite meeting. If you do it, you can really, really start to see things differently if you just get up and go find some place that's different. Just saying.